Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Finer Things, a show where fine people discuss even finer topics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined by the amazing Rosemary. Rosemary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tristan. Uh, I'm very, very excited for, you know, episode one of our podcast, and I hope our listeners will enjoy what we have to say today. How are you doing, Tristan? I'm doing really great. I am drinking a lovely organic chocolate stout. I am enjoying this beautiful weather that we're having. I went biking yesterday to to enjoy <laughs> it. And I'm currently reading Harry Potter in French because over the break I wanted to improve the French that I've, you know, put on mm-hmm. the back burner for a while. So, yeah, yeah, doing pretty all right. How are you? I feel like you have been very productive. But I guess like it would be interesting for us to also um maybe like in your words paint the scene for our listeners and How about we start off with you? Let's do it. Um, I'm at my desk, and to my sides are candles that are not burning, but I I made a note to burn them before the podcast started, and I did not, so that's on me. Uh, I have my books next to me. I have my viola, uh, and I Mm -hmm. am looking out on a somewhat cloudy Louisville sky. Nice. Yeah, so Louisville, Kentucky, I'm guessing. That That is the correct Louisville, <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, I'm just saying that because I'm also from Louisville, Kentucky, but I'm currently in um, Evanston, Illinois right now. Tristan and I are doing this over Zoom, like many, many things are this past year. But yeah, we're just really excited that we're able to still, you know, record a podcast, even if it's you know, somewhat separately. <laughs> but to paint my scene... Um, I'm just sitting in my summer apartment room. It's really hot. Got the fan going on super, super fast. And just sitting in front of our computer recording this. How are you And I don't have heat? as many... Oh, the heat? It's, it's pretty... It's okay. It's like it's good okay. and bad. At night, it gets really cool. Yeah. But during the day, it kind of feels like, you know, all the air is like trapped in here. I'm baking. I feel like I'm baking myself. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. I hope that gets better for you. But from your your summer that you spent in Spain, this is no biggie for Mm -hmm. you at all. Yeah, no biggie from that. No biggie. So, Rosemary, how do we know each other? What? uh, How have our paths crossed in such a way for Mm -hmm. this podcast to be a thing? Yeah, that's a good question. So, to start off, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm Rosemary, in case you in case you don't know, and I'm currently a student at Northwestern University studying neuroscience and on the pre-med track. And so I'm also from Louisville, Kentucky. And guess guess who else is a student at Northwestern University and also from Louisville, Kentucky? Tristan. Oh my god. So it's god. just sort of like those circumstances. Yeah, what a coincidence. Do you wanna do you wanna explain a little bit more? Or you can introduce yourself, too. Yeah, I'm Tristan. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, just like Rosemary. And I also go to Northwestern, just like Rosemary. Unlike Rosemary, I study psychology. And I really, really love it. I used to be a neuroscience major, like Rosemary was, but got out of that pretty quickly. I'm in psychology now. I absolutely love it. Uh, And I'm Mm -hmm. also on the pre-med track. So that's basically something that me and Rosemary have dedicated our lives to, it seems like, at this point. Yeah. And Rosemary, you are almost done with college. Yes, I am. So I'm taking, um, so the only class that I have to finish is sort of like a sequence, so organic chemistry. So I'm, that's why I'm back sort of near campus this summer, so I can finish this course. And then I'll be graduated 
so that'll be soon. But also, Tristan, you're you'll be graduating pretty soon too, from what I hear. I will be graduating pretty soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I was filling out my uh, petition to graduate the other day, and mm-hmm. I found out mm-hmm. I missed the deadline by like a month. Oh. <laughs> so... Wait, the deadline? Oh, the deadline for to graduate early? Yeah, but it's no big like, to deal. To submit the petition? Yeah, like oh, I, okay. if I just finish my classes, like I can basically mm-hmm. graduate, de facto graduate, yeah. and that's all that matters really. So yeah. I know. I feel like they're yeah they're not gonna be like oh you can't graduate. You have to stay a whole nother extra quarter just because you didn't turn in the, the little form or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm done with my requirements yeah. after the quarter. Like, mm-hmm. what would they make me take? Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Very no. excited. I'm, uh, I'm very for excited us, for us to both. be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking at the end and it's almost in sight. Mm-hmm. We never thought we'd make it to this but point, I, but here we are. But I feel like this end is just not really the end. Like... Like, it's the end of this chapter, but we still have, like, so much more ahead of us, especially, you know, in healthcare, and if we want to be doctors, in med school, and all that. Yeah, we're not dying. Like, it's not the <laughs> end, but, yeah. but it is an end. It and is an end, what, yes. What's that, uh, what's that song that they play to make you leave a party? It's like, closing time, closing time! <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, every new beginning mm-hmm. comes from some other beginnings, and... Right? right? Yeah, and they, yeah I hear that. Rosemary, yeah. it sounds like what we're talking about are some like abstract concepts, you know? Like beginnings and endings. And that kind of mm-hmm. sounds to me like some of the finer things, you know? Can you sense that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can sense <laughs> that. But also, maybe we should explain to our listeners, like, what exactly do we mean by the finer things? What are we going to talk about? Like, what topics are we going to hit on? And like... What's our conversation going to be like, I guess? What are the finer things? Well, we've previously discussed how the finer things, they are found in what's obviously like mostly considered fine, like, like old Russian novels and old paintings and classical music. And we do love those things, but we also understand that that's not all that's fine. There, there's elements of the fine things in day-to-day experiences and day-to-day life. And, and books that you read every day. And so we want to talk about that. We want to talk about how the finer things aren't just in these super inaccessible books and thoughts and philosophies. It's really something that you can come across every day uh, if you look hard enough. And we talk about like how, you know, we both love The Office. We both love, we don't love pre-med, <laughs> but we're both involved with it anyway. <laughs> And yeah. what, what, what do we both love? We both love reading. We both love writing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of things that are not typically considered fine, but if you look closely enough, you can find the fine things in them. So that's kind of what I think we're, we're talking about when we say the finer things. Yes, exactly. You, yeah, you hit on all the points that I was, I was thinking of. Because I know, at least for me, some of the podcasts or like people I like to listen to through like other shows is like some of them are informative but some of them are people just literally talking about their lives and their thoughts with other people or their friends or family and what they find interesting and I think for me that's exactly what like this is sort of like you know just two college students slash friends just talking about things that we both enjoy and like you said things that we have in common and like our hobbies and it's not and it's just really like for both of us, what we find enjoyment out of in our daily life. Absolutely. I love that. Now, let me ask you a question. How did this podcast start? 
that's a good question. Yeah, that's okay. We should start with that, I guess. <laughs> so the first,、uh, so how about where should we start with this timeline?、Um, so I guess for some con, I guess from some context, maybe like why we even decided to start a podcast, and then you can tell them about the title too、okay. if you want. So Tristan and I are both in a or, a club or organization on campus, the HPCC or Hospice Patient Care Club, and we were having so. This some of our meetings this past like school year has just been like watching this documentary being mortal and then having some discussions and like some of our ideas about like what should we do as a club and Tristan brought up like hey we should start a podcast you know like go big not just have like virtual meetings and stuff like that and then I think sorry, it was a I, I feel like I have to add that was a joke <laughs> that was a、yeah. joke when I said let's、yeah. start a podcast but no one else yeah, took so- it as a joke. Yeah, no one took it as a joke, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I have been wanting to start a podcast, or because I really enjoy listening to them.、And、I was like, you know what? We should do it. And then Tristan's like, yeah, we should do it. So there's your context for you know why we're even starting a podcast.、Now、and do you want to get some? Do you want to shed some light on the name of the finer things? Let's do it. So as our listeners may have already ascertained, the finer things is an allusion to the Office episode where. Who is it? Is it, it's Pam,、mm-hmm. Toby, and Oscar. Oscar, yes. Get together and start the Finer Things Club. It's very exclusive. No work, no paper, and absolutely nothing that's not the finest of the fine is allowed. And I think that's what we are. You know, I think、mm-hmm. we're the finest of the fine. So we decided to start a podcast. Unfortunately, we might get sued by NBC if we say if we call our podcast. I feel like we'll be okay. Club. <laughs> Like I kind of want to be sued by NBC just because、mm-hmm. like that means <laughs> that we're so. I don't big. know what we have to offer. Yes, if if、we're、we go、so、really big. big, you know. Yeah, like yeah. NBC actually notices us, but that is where the finer things comes from, and we just we're both fans of The Office. We really love it,、mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of an allusion to、uh, to our favorite favorite、uh, show.、Mm-hmm. So note to NBC: we will take it as a compliment if you sue us. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask for it, but we won't resist it either. <laughs> so, Rosemary, when we were formulating this podcast and we were trying to think of what's the first topic we should do,、mm-hmm. our, our line of thinking was like it should be the finest thing, the finest thing we can think of, right, to to get the ball rolling. And the decision that we came to was reading. Reading, yes, is the、yes. finest thing there is,、mm-hmm. and and we're going to talk about why, and we're going to talk about what there is to be gained from reading, why we read, what sorts of books we read, and and there's a lot to get into. So let's just do it. Rosemary, what、mm-hmm. kind of books do you read? Well, I think to be honest, I feel like with most people, I read like a ton of different book, different types of books by like different authors, and it just really depends a lot on, you know. The timeline or the context of where I am in my life at that moment, <laughs> like sometimes it feels very seasonal. Like when the weather changes, my mood might change and my reading preferences might change. Or like if there's certain things happening. So I think like I always get into ruts where like I want to read a lot of fictional books or where I also read like self help books. <laughs> For example, The Power of Habits or Atomic Habits. <sighs> But I think currently, right now, I'm sorry. We'll talk about self help books, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk know, about that. I have、them. opinions about that. <laughs> I think everyone kind of has opinions about those. But yeah, I think it will just really depend on、um, what I feel like reading. And sometimes, 
I know some people don't agree with this reading method, but I'll have like two or five different books that I'm reading all at once. And it's just like a stack on my desk or something. But um, what about you, Tristan? What kind of books do you typically like to read? Well, I I like to read a lot of books that are older. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I only try to read books that I think can teach me something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if Moby Dick comes along, I'm... <laughs> I have a huge aversion to Moby Dick, and maybe we'll talk about that more, but I I don't think anybody should read Moby Dick. Uh, And so I'll try to read books that I look at that and I think, that could teach me this. Maybe if Mm -hmm. I read Crime and Punishment, that can teach me about, like, what happens to the psyche when you do something Mm -hmm. you know is wrong. Or I'll read, what will I read? I'll read Harry Potter and... What can Harry Potter what teach me? What does that teach you? I, I don't know, but that's why I'm reading it, right? <laughs> trying it to get teaches me it. either my letter got lost or my parents hid it from me, you know, or maybe I'm just a muggle. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I, my letter got lost too. I'm right there with you. Yeah, it kind of makes me sad whenever I'm reading it because <laughs> you think like, did my letter get lost? But... Uh, I read to learn, I think. And so I, I feel like I'm interested in history. I'm interested in the past. And mm-hmm. reading past books is a way to engage with that. And I think that I read, especially in, in the past, but, like, I try to stay around late 1800s, early 1900s, because I, I just I see that as a time when there was so much going on and so many ideas mm-hmm. floating around what can they teach us that maybe we have forgotten so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of why i read around that area and i don't only read that like um i read being mortal i read when breath becomes air i'm currently mm-hmm. working on let's see i got sent this but the the pursuit of happiness wait mm-hmm. is that yeah the pursuit of happiness and it's a self-help book basically okay. <laughs> do you have but, thoughts on that <laughs> i know i'm so bad but yeah so i i read to learn mm-hmm. i think and so I'll, yes. I'll look at a book and be like, what can that teach me? And then I read and I say, let's go. Yeah, that's a, that's a great reason to read. I think like no matter who you are, I feel like there's always reasons, like different reasons why certain people want to read. And also there's also reasons why people don't want to read too. But I feel like no matter what, you can find enjoyment in reading. It's just like, depends on your preferences or like your time, I guess. I think so too. Like you know not everybody's learned not everybody has had like the book that that tells them like i love mm-hmm. reading like not everyone's had that and so people have an yeah. aversion to reading but when you get that it it sets off a whirlwind mm-hmm. whirlwind and and when you go forward it's there's so many great things that lie ahead so yes. before before we get on to our next topic i have to tell you i texted you last night mm-hmm. saying i have a quote and it's yes. an amazing quote and I yes, didn't tell you, you did. what it was because I wanted to prelude it. And I'm going to tell our listeners now. Okay. So I don't remember where this came from, but I, I remember hearing it and just being like, well. So here we go. The best way to become wise is to spend time with wise people. And it makes no difference whether mm-hmm. those people are living or dead. Boom! I didn't see the last part coming. The first part, I was like, okay. But the last part of that quote, I was like, oh, okay. Yes, right? the lie so or that's, dead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that coming. Wait, that's do you know where that is. quote's from? I don't, and I've tried to find it. I spent like 30 mm-hmm. minutes before this podcast started <laughs> trying to find it. I could not find it. But listeners, mm-hmm. if I do find it, I will send out. 
something. We don't have Twitter or Instagram or anything, but maybe that's the We will works. give you a shout out. We, we will, will give, give you a shout, shout out. out on our episode. If anybody sure. knows where that quote is from, we will give you a shout out in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the quote. And it tells you that reading is a way to engage with people on a personal basis, to engage with the author or authors on, mm-hmm. on a, like, like you're sitting down and talking to them. So yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's just like you're reading, like as with anything, like for example, when you're talking with someone and you're listening to like their thoughts and what they're saying or how, or what they're saying to you. And I feel like that's sort of the same way with the reading. Like you're taking into account that it's this person's writing and they're writing whatever's going on in their head, like their thoughts or like the stories that they made up. So yeah, that's like a different type of engagement. Whereas usually, cause I think like, in, in like real life, you know, you're conversing, you're usually like also giving your own opinions. But with reading, I think you, it's really taking the time to sort of engulf yourself in another person's opinions and their ideas. And then you sort of not, you know, actively engaging back, but rather like formulating opinions on that and like sort of sitting on those thoughts of someone else's. Yeah. So you're saying it's a way to engage with the world and like minds mm-hmm. that aren't your own. Yeah. And I think it definitely teaches, like, I feel like, at least for me, sometimes I feel like there's always a need for me to, like, respond actively. And this is sort of, like, a more passive way where I'm learning, like, oh, I'm, like, sort of not having to respond by, like, talking to someone like I would in a conversation. But I'm still definitely, like, engaging in, like, someone else's thoughts and ideas. It's just a different form. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that reading and having that kind of connection with a person is that mm-hmm. different from sitting down and talking to them like like you know you go to a coffee shop or out on a date and you're engaging can, with them i think it can be like it, it definitely can be but it also really depends on the the author's style because i know i've definitely like read some novels or some books and i'm like wow like it feels like this person is like talking to me in a very like informal way like how i would if we were like sitting and chatting with each other in the coffee shop. But then I read like other books and I'm like, okay, this is very formal. It's like very, it's like different. So I think it kind of depends on the book itself, the content of it and the author's writing style. I could definitely get that. Like, I, I feel like reading Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I, I think you you know what I, I can kind of like prelude here. Like reading Harry Potter, there's a certain charm to it that's yeah. present in conversation. Like, mm-hmm. just the little phrases that J.K. Rowling adds that you don't often find in classical literature, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that it, you can engage with it in a certain way. That's more like you're speaking to somebody. But that doesn't take away from its, from its depth. It doesn't take away from its, like, its, its fineness, mm-hmm. you could say. And so I, I think that's... Yeah. That, that, I, yeah, I feel like there's a, maybe a stigma that like that's kind of childish mm-hmm. but if it can if it can yeah. help you to engage with the literature then how is that childish at all mm-hmm. exactly So I guess, Tristan, one of my questions for you is, um, have you read, like, the same amount all throughout your life, or has it ebbed and flowed or, like, changed at all? I don't think I have read the same amount uh, throughout all my life at all. 
I remember mm-hmm. when I was young, when I was little in like second grade, I read all the time. Like mm-hmm. I read, I read Aragon. I remember in and second now, grade. In second oh, grade. Wow, okay. And now I'm thinking like if I sat down and read Aragon, it would take me mm-hmm. like like at least a month. But yeah, yeah. And so I, I think I didn't read for a long time, uh, going throughout high school and the beginning of college. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think. Probably last year, I really rediscovered my my love of reading and my love yeah. of engaging with literature, um, and, and that kind of came from reading psychology books. Because, as previously mentioned, I'm a psychology major, and so I feel like it's a little bit important to be informed in the field. So a little bit, just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I read a book. Oh my god, what was it called? Oh, Emotional Intelligence. It was mm-hmm. written in the '80s, and it just talked about how. You know, like the importance of teaching kids how to take care of their emotions and not just kids, yeah. but but adults, too. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so enamored and so in love with with his writing, not because of the prose or anything like that, but just from what I was learning. And so I think that definitely put me on a path where I, I'm reading to learn. And so now I, I think right now I read more than I have at any point in my life. Oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah, no, I, especially since I discovered audiobooks, mm-hmm. like, that's been so helpful, because I spend a lot of time biking, and so when I'm, when I'm biking, I can just pop in an audiobook and, yeah. and go for it, yeah, or mm-hmm. when I'm at the gym, because, you know, obviously I'm always at the gym, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some people have very strong opinions about audiobooks, like, like, I know my sister, like, really does not like audiobooks. Why doesn't she and like I, audiobooks? They're great. Because she said, she said, like, she feels like she doesn't really pay attention to them. Like, it becomes, like, something that just goes on in the background. And then she realizes she's, like, I don't know, like, 15, 10 chapters into the book. She has no <laughs> idea what, what's hey, going on. that happens on. when you're reading, too. You'll read, like, a that paragraph does and then realize, like, I didn't mm-hmm. get any of that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I guess, I yeah. It... it I think it just depends. I think for her, it's just maybe like it just becomes like background noise and she forgets that she's like listening to a story or like what someone's saying and doesn't pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes with mm-hmm. me, but like I don't, I don't think it's enough for it to be a problem, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Audiobooks are great. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I like them. I feel like I like them only for like specific types of books, though. Like I really like them for like very vivid or like very fictional or like fiction books because I feel like I'm able to listen to that and then visually it's just like whatever I'm doing like sometimes running or just like clean up my room or something but like hearing like that type of like description like in the background or like the type like the way the story unfolds is more visual for me when I'm hearing it and so it's sort of like listening slash imagine directing a movie out of the book in my own head yeah. Versus if I was reading something nonfiction on audiobook, it would, I think it, I, it would hit me a little differently. I absolutely get that. Like, you know, listening to a psychology book would be very, very different from listening to Game of Thrones or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's, it, it, it is a difference of like, is the book purveying you information mm-hmm. or is it telling you a story? Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a reason that for centuries, you know, parents have read their kids fairy tales and not... Emotional intelligence. (laughs) Emotional intelligence, yeah. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts?
your thoughts on this? Like, do you read because it's something that's fun to do, or because do you think of it as something that's like important that and that's something we should do and engage in actively? I think that because it's important, it's fun. Oh. In the same way as like because cooking is important, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Because being with people is important, it's fun. We, we find we find gratitude because something inside of us tells us that it's an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think that reading's essential role is to expose us to the world, and not just with you know our own ideas. Mm-hmm. And being exposed to the world is such an important part of part of growing up and part an important part of staying uh engaged and curious person and so it is fun and we should read fun books but like i'm not going to sit down and read crime and punishment because it's fun i'm going to sit down and read it because it's important but i'm also i'm going to read harry potter because it's fun Mm -hmm. like i'm not (laughs) i'm not reading harry potter and you know thinking about like the importance of of staying engaged with the world (laughs) while i'm reading it i'm reading it because it's fun right exactly I think, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's sort of the same way for me, too. I I feel like I, there's always been, like, at least growing up, and even now I always think, like, oh, I should be reading. I should be reading. And there's, like, something very different, at least, at least in this world that we live in, when you can get a lot of information and, like, bits and pieces, like, sort of all packaged very nicely in the shortest amount of space possible like you know like through web through like social media or like infographic stuff and there's something about reading a book that's just really different than just getting you know like engaging in that really like short amount of paragraph form that we usually see like online could it be the amount of time that's put into like i imagine it's it's a lot different Mm -hmm. and would take a lot less time to make a youtube video as opposed to writing a novel yeah yeah, it for sure. It's just like, I guess, with reading, there's just like a lot. It's a little. I think it's like it feels like more like a slower thing, but I think you can get a lot more out of it at the same time. With that, like yeah, it, yeah. slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> exactly. Rosemary, I wanted to ask you if you can guess uh, Tom Riddle's name in French. I don't speak any French, so of course I can have a really good guess. What do you What do you guess? What do you got? I actually don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, neither did the people who wrote the French language. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Here's what it is. So mm-hmm. you remember Harry has the the anagram of Tom Riddle, mm-hmm. and it spells out, "I am Lord Voldemort." Yes. Right. Yes. But that only works for English. And so, oh, true. Mm-hmm. different different translators and, and different languages have, have had to come up with a different name for Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, especially in the French edition, been creative. So his first and last name is Tom Judesson. And Ju means game, Son means spell. Uh-huh. So his last name means game of spells, okay. in a way. Which... which that's kind of cool. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we're missing some letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His middle name, mm-hmm. I'm not making this up, is Elvis. Elvis? Like, like it translates? Elvis Presley. Oh, Elvis. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they named him. They named him Tom Elvis Game of Spells. 
that's what it's interesting. <laughs> but I'm like, they were going somewhere the with a game of spells, though. As the last, they name. were, yeah. they were, and that's what makes it so sad. There was potential, and then they made his middle name Elvis. Well, they're gonna have to stick with with that for the next, the whole series, though. Oh, they do. No, like his yeah. name going forward is just Tom, like Tom Elvis. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny. It mm-hmm. is funny. It but is. Yeah, it's um, reading it in French is different, but mm-hmm. it's very very cool because both i get to revisit this book that mm-hmm. you know everybody our age loves and that i have great memories of growing up and i can see like oh i can see how they how they use this phrase here and oh that mm-hmm. that's a really interesting really interesting translation so it's it's a great thing um it's great to also be bilingual or trilingual or a polyglot or something well you speak like five languages so no i, I don't mean, <laughs> you know you do though you you, you got some you it's, got like, some stuff uh, going it's on. like on and off but, but i actually have a not like a funny funny story but i have a story about harry potter like out the book so or the book series so i guess like i actually never read like harry potter the first book until i was probably in I can't remember. It was definitely, it was, I remember my first time reading it. It was during Christmas break. I finished a book a day. So I finished the series in a week. And I don't think it was until like sometime my freshman year of high school because I was so, and my sister read this like in grade school and I was like so adverse to reading it because I thought the language would be like Shakespeare or something. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just like, there is no way I can understand like the writing or whatever. But you know, I never like opened the book to check, never read the summary to see what the writing was like. I don't know why I just had that thought in my mind. But like one day I just see my sister who's like in fifth grade at the time or something. And I'm like, huh if she can read that and she's like on the fifth book or something then like i can definitely understand that you know for sure and so yeah that's why i had such a late start to reading that series but you took inspiration from your sister reading <laughs> yes and that's cool that's cool <laughs> but i think my mind my mind was just like hmm there's <laughs> can she really understand shakespeare that well <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thought that plays in my mind whenever I see someone actually reading Shakespeare. Like, do you understand <laughs> yeah. what you're reading? <laughs> like, do you do you really? Like, iambic pentameters or something? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Who? Like, come on. I, I don't know how I feel about Shakespeare. Because, mm. like, I had to read Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the oh, Shrew. Okay. In, yeah. what was it? 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand a word of it. And, you know, we're just sitting in a hot, stuffy Kentucky classroom and reading this book that, like, I I don't know. I literally don't know what it's saying. Mm -hmm. So why why do we make students read Shakespeare? Like, is it is it too far gone? Like, because I imagine in the 16th in the 1600s like yeah. kids read canterbury tales mm-hmm. but it, it's so far gone from us that like we can't even understand it anymore so are we starting to get to that point with shakespeare i don't know do you think it's more like the way it's written or like the certain like writing like the rules or like that entails in the writing or more like the themes that shakespeare has and like what he writes I don't think it's the themes at all. I mm-hmm. think the themes are sound. It's like, mm-hmm. I love, 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 love West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And West Side Story is literally okay. just 
it's Romeo yeah. and Juliet, but yeah. with that's what we had to read in high school. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you read West Side Story? No, no, no. We read Romeo and Juliet. Ah, uh, freshman okay. year of high school. Ah, what we watched? Mm-hmm. I, I think and we, we, we. I think we also read The Tempest too. What was The Tempest about? Remind me. I can't think of that right at the moment. I can't remind you because I, in my <laughs> mind, was also drawing a blank. <laughs> See, this is what's wrong. Like, like. I feel like it's it's so oh, hard. We also you have read to spend Macbeth. So I did like Macbeth, Macbeth though. Macbeth was good stuff. Yeah, I think the reason why I remembered it is because we also watched the play adaptation of it. I feel like Macbeth is a bit different. I don't know. I I can remember it too better. Mm-hmm. Like I think I I read it in yeah I read it in, in freshman year yeah. as well. But I remember like what boil boil toil and trouble mm-hmm. something like that i'm not saying that correctly but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if you can supplement the story with the play like you take your students out to see the play like that can really help mm-hmm. out a lot but mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know yeah. how i feel about shakespeare anymore but it's definitely not the themes i i feel like it's the mm-hmm. language uh, but is there value in that like it is shakespeare yeah. part of my french the finer thing is he among them I feel like when people think of reading, like when you think of like classics or something, I think people think of Shakespeare. And it's like usually like, oh, when I go into high school English class or literature class, I'm just like, oh, we have to read like Shakespeare at some point. I feel like it's just also something that's been like ingrained in the teaching curriculum. That's just like impossible to think about like not reading that or being like teaching that in the classroom. I think you're right. Like, we've been doing this for, what, 400 years? Yeah. Kids reading Shakespeare? Mm-hmm. It does, I have to say, it, it does allow for a cultural significance to take place in us, especially if you can actually understand what he's saying, yeah. you know, and, and you go and see the play. Like, I, Shakespeare, Shakespeare is very important to our culture, and these are stories that everybody grows up with, and... yeah stories it's almost like a myth of our culture in Mm -hmm. a way i think it's also like the context that shakespeare was writing this in and like you know during that time and like the whole what was the the theater like that huge theater and yeah the the globe globe yeah i think it's a lot about like also like how significant like historically like as a historical person within that time like writing this and like having the plays being performed so i think it's like important because he's such a written like part of the history that I think they're like, oh, we have to read Shakespeare. So do you think that we should continue to teach these old books and, and continue to read them? Maybe not because they're important to understand, but because they, they provide a cultural significance to us. They allow us to connect with our culture. Yes, I do think. Uh, yeah, I do think it's important. Because <laughs> I think it's just like it's learning, I, reading in a sense and even it's like learning not necessarily maybe like the crux of what is being read but also like the person writing it it's like a reflection of that time period in history and so like for sure reading their work or that type of work is important if we want to understand that historical context so i try to read a lot of the early 1900s because i think that's an that's an era that i'm fascinated in and when you engage with material that's from them just as you're saying, it allows you to engage with that time as well. And I, I think especially in Western cultures, 
there's such a gap between now and the past. And we can only think back so far and, and like identify with those people. But mm -hmm. when we read their books, and especially if we can enjoy them, we, we can, that, that's a bridge that we can cross over. And you can sit down and read Lord of the Rings, even though they're almost 100 years old at this point, and they point out a very different time. It allows you to engage with both the author and the time that they were writing in. And it just, it goes to show you that these really are the finer things and that the finer things are included in everything that we do in life, even the smallest things like reading. Exactly. Yeah, so I guess we can wrap it up for um, episode one today. It was great just, um, chatting with you, Tristan, and here and thank you to our listeners for you know tuning in for episode one. We hope we'll be able to see you, or at least you all will join us again for our next episode um, coming out soon. Yeah, listeners, thank you so much, and we hope that you got a lot out of our conversation and that you got some engagement out of it uh, if you have any recommendations or feedback please hit us up from the Finder Things podcast I am Tristan and I wish you all a good night goodbye